All right, hello. I'm Charlie. I'm joined by my co-host Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be going over uh, Shakespeare's Sonnet 116. Uh, just to start off by reading the poem, let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love, which alters when it altercation finds, or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark whose worth's unknown, although his height be taken. Love's not time school, though rosy lips and cheeks. Within his bending sickles, compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be air and upon me prove, I never writ, nor man ever loved. So, um, very dense, but we're going to start kind of by referring to Aristotle and how he identifies friendship as the highest source of happiness. And again, we're taking the definition of happiness straight from the Nicomachean ethics. Uh, happiness there basically is defined as the flourishing or living will in a complete and sufficient good. This implies uh, a few principles that one, it's desired for itself, that it's not desired for the sake of anything else, that it satisfies all desire and has no evil mixed with it, and that it's stable. This really really permeates the sonnet 116, especially how it discusses that it's not something to be shaken by storms or chaos in the world, that it is just an ever-going, ever-present love that it permeates the world, that, that this type of love is something that's enduring throughout all turmoil. How they talk about love and love is not in which altercations find, like love is not supposed to be like this like arduous process that takes everything out of you and it drains you like love is supposed to mm -hmm. be fulfilling and it's supposed to fulfill you on a cellular level so i feel like that really speaks to i guess like human nature and the fact that like happiness i think like i'm paraphrasing it here i don't know the exact page number but the fact that happiness is like the final or chief good like it's the mm -hmm. like you can't like, yes, different things can bring you happiness, but I actually read like an amazing quote about like how happiness is generally this feeling of just like content, like genuine content and at peace with where you are. You're not wanting more and you're not dissatisfied with what you have. You are at peace because like your inner chakra, so to speak, is completely balanced. And so that's why I'm a firm believer. And I agree with Aristotle in that sense that like, happiness is the chief good like true utter happiness in its purest form when right. you're truly happy you cannot really ask for more like it's like you are truly blessed to live this life that we do and the fact is like the fact of the matter is this is very near and dear to my heart just because like this is super personal but i feel comfortable kind of opening up about it because i'm genuinely so passionate about it but like, it's one of those things where like, the reason I actually transferred to Marquette this semester. So I am a transfer student. And <laughs> as am I. yeah, exactly. And yeah. so it's one of those mm -hmm. things where like, the reasons for my transfer weren't exactly on my own volition. Um, I actually right. came down with the most severe case of biological depression. And it was so mm -hmm. bad that I literally had to take a medical withdrawal from my previous university. Like I could not finish the semester. 
And so that being said, my previous university was Tulane University, and it was a thousand miles away from Wisconsin, where my entire support network was. And so coming back home has been so grounding, like this is the place where I've healed. And I can genuinely Mm -hmm. say that Marquette has been so good to me. Like genuinely, like it has brought out all the altruistic sides in me. And I can honestly Mm -hmm. say that I am glowing from the inside out. And I have never been happier in genuinely in my entire life, whether it's career aspirations, whether it's romantic endeavors, whether it's social endeavors, whether it's my extracurriculars, academic excellence, like generally holistically across the board, I have truly never been happier. And that is such an amazing feeling. And the fact of the matter is like Marquette brought that out of me. And so like just going back to Aristotle's claim about like happiness being the chief good, like there is nothing like being content and truly grateful and humbled to live the life that we do. And that is exactly what I feel. And so I very on a cellular level resonate with what Aristotle is saying. Definitely. No, and I I think that's also really permeating in Sonnet 116 with Shakespeare, how Aristotle also brings up the different types of friendship you have, you know, the most pure friendship, which is one based upon goodness. And again, as the sonnet goes on, that's the the type of love, the type of friendship that really will last indefinitely. It's one that cannot be possibly bended or destroyed, as opposed to loves that are more superficial, the ones based in pleasure or um, placed in utility that are more temporal, more just very fleeting forms of this type of love. And I think that really uh, is discussed in depth here in the sonnet. Not to mention that um, C.S. Lewis also brings up the idea of philia, you know, the love, the love for friendship. Not to mention also, I don't think it always gets as much attention, but also I think it can also be argued that the love that's discussed in the sonnet also kind of relates to Storgi, the love between parents and their offspring, as well as vice versa. This kind of implicit love between mother and child that's unconditional and is very everlasting. You invest yourself in a relationship because the life that you two could lead together is far greater than any of you could imagine alone. And that being said, um, yeah, so it's like the same goes for friendship. So friendship is a mutual enterprise. And so it is one of those things where um, like, I am not going to put, invest my time and energy into you if mm-hmm. you are not willing to do the same. And I think mm-hmm. that's just facts. I don't think there's like, I don't think there's any negotiations with that. I think right. it's quite impossible. You can't call it, you can't call it a friendship if it's not mutual. Like it's right. called like, mm-hmm. if it's not mutual, it's called a one-sided infatuation. Mm-hmm. No, the reciprocation you know? part is, is integral, I really think, to having a meaningful friendship. And I, I think that really has been seen in a lot of the texts that we've written, like, um, especially Aristotle also mentions, you know, there's, you know, evil people could have lesser forms of friendship, but like this actual pure good friendship, it's really one based in mutual respect and admiration based on the inherent goodness in the other person. And, and I think that, again, as you mentioned, it, it's really a two-way street. You cannot possibly have a sustainable friendship where it's only one person idolizing another and not exactly the other way all right well i think that's a great place to wrap yeah awesome thank you i had so much fun actually